Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You are listening to an All Games Radio Network broadcast of allgames.com. Hi, this is Normie from Knuckleballer Radio and ZombieCast, and you're listening to one of my favorite shows on the Geeky Antics Network. Don't forget to check out the rest of the gang over at geekyantics.net. Warning, there might be rants and food ahead and possibly inappropriate behavior. Don't tell anybody, though. Ninja Robots, this is Horseplay Live. I'm your bald bear lizard host, Yogi Zilla. You can just call me Yogi. And we have assembled our usual motley crew for you today to discuss all things geeky, but mostly video games and the shenanigans and rants and food talks thereof. And folks, this is episode 165. Yeah, we have 164 plus other episodes. There's some bonus episodes in there too, and there's some lost episodes of Horseplay. And this particular one, is tentatively titled Never Ending Unicorn Poopies. Meow Mix, Meow Mix, please deliver. I don't know. That's my crazy mind. That's kind of how I feel today. Just kind of wonky and silly. Um, yes, we're continuing the Unicorn Poopies. And I am sick. It's going around. Everybody's taking turns being sick. There's Beard. Let's see if, uh, if Warchild's still talking in the background. 
I heard some about Meow Mix when I came back. Oh, perfect timing, perfect timing. By the way, folks, this is a live show, as the name insinuates. And if you want to join us live, you know, if you're not already, you go to twitch.tv forward slash geantics or allgames.com. We do this every Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, 4 a.m. GMT. I think that's right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, round seven-ish of the Unicorn Poopies. You guys ready? You guys ready? All right. Not really. Boorod <laughs> Ashes. Well, let's go ahead and introduce your other hosts tonight. First, we got Beard and Hat, a.k.a. Taylor. What's up, bro? How's it going? Did the I just finished shoveling. Oh, the bug catch you yet? Did you get this nasty no, bug? No, 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 no. Okay, I've avoided that. I've okay. been outside shoveling for the last, I don't know, 12 hours, 10 hours. So you're going to get it now. <laughs> nah, I'll be fine. Ain't got time to be sick. You're resilient. That's why you guys got hit by a nasty snowstorm, and we just got winds and rain. Oh, we got about, I think it's about 19 inches of snow. Oh, is that all? That's hardly a Monday, yeah, that's all. <laughs> Somebody told you wrong. Jokes on the show. Nothing until you, till you're shoveling it out. Yeah. Amen to that. Just, mm. <laughs> BFT says jokes. Jokes on the snow. I was already sick. Yes, yeah, everybody's getting sick, man. And that other wonderful voice you hear in the background is War Child Mark Four. What's up, bro? Mm-hmm. Not AKA, much. Just AKA uh, Everett, aka the 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 Blue Streak. I don't know. Aka the Black Hammer. I don't know. What? What? <laughs> I'm just what am I a secret though. government program, or am I like a super cop or something? You got <laughs> the Blue Streak, aka Project Black Hammer, aka the guy that ate too much bacon. I mean, it just what's going on, man? You can't eat too much bacon. That's that's just that's some silly talk. He finally found his stopping point. Speaking of bacon, one of my guilty pleasures this week in uh, all my bedridden time has been uh, watching uh, My Kitchen Rules. Have you guys heard of that? Heard of it, yeah. I hate reality television, but I love food, so I'll make a provision there. <laughs> so it's celebrities cooking. And man, so it's so sad. Some of the stuff they come up with is like, that's so uninspired. Like, really? That's the best you could do? And I love food shows because the way they critique food is, ugh, a lot of it's so stupid. It's like, what, does it taste good? Okay, then you win. Like, the presentation's just off. Oh, suck it. It's not, I'm not going to worry about the presentation when it's in my stomach. I mean, it's got to look appetizing. Yeah, but you're not, you're not snooty enough. You're not snooty enough. You have to, you have to think fancy because all these guys are going to be able to cook something great. So it's going to taste great no matter what. And plus, so it's just a matter of getting that extra step above. Mm-hmm. And plus, how it's pre- presented does kind of matter because you're going to know what to expect whenever it's on your palate. And you're like, oh, okay, this matches well. It tastes good. Instead of like, you know, you just put it in your mouth and all of a sudden you don't know what you just ate, but it doesn't agree with you and you're ready to spit it back out. Yeah, I mean, you know, I joke. It does matter because, you know, it... it it makes it look more appealing and you compare the foods together so you can see, okay, this, I'm supposed to take a bite of this and a bite of that. And, you know, I get it, but there's certain... As long as you're not pompous with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. These bean sprouts were farmed midsummer upon the backs of uh, Venezuelan immigrants in Africa. See, you joke, but there was a part where 
Yeah, I forgot to switch scenes. Yep, I'm definitely out of it. But uh, there was a part where the guy dinged them at some point. It was an otherwise flawless plate, a, a flawless dish. And he dinged them because uh, he paired two foods that were not from the same season. But yeah, who cares? They're, they're complementary flavors. So That's so stupid. Yeah. Mind you, these are not professional chefs. I understand if you're at that high level, like the best of the best, like Iron Chef. I get it, right? But these are like celebrities that don't cook for a living. You know, and don't have a culinary background. Like they're making, yeah. you know, fried chicken and, you know, chili. You know, things that... You know, for the most part, they're pretty simple to put together. You know, unless you have a little secret recipe and you can kick it up a notch. But at the end of the day, it's still pretty simple foods, you know? Yeah. Then again, you could mess be... the fried chicken, though. <laughs> uh, I beg to differ. No, yes, no. you can. You could. You could. I'm saying you, you can. Uh, uh, you couldn't. No, I'm yeah, I was about to say, too. Like, 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 maybe it's how I like that. Oh. But, no, you definitely can. <laughs> Messed it up because of the batter. Like the batter is everything. Like just throwing it in the fryer is nothing. But if you have shitty bland batter, you need those eleven herbs and spices. You know, get, get up with mm-hmm. the kernel. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Well, when you mess around and just put something bad in there, that's just not right. You just like no. Why'd you do that? Don't do it again. Yeah. By the way, now they have Iron Chef Junior, or was it Iron Chef Junior or Hell's Kitchen? Something like that. Master Chef Junior, I think it was. Whatever the Fox show is. I thought they've had. Today. I thought That's they been had around for a while. Minute, yeah. Was it? I want. I want. Yeah. This series premiere. It is. Says, no, I thought. I didn't know. See, the thing is, I want Gordon Ramsay. I want Gordon Ramsay to curse the kids out. I don't want him to be all soft on them. <laughs> I want him to go hard on them, just like he goes on the adults. That'd be hilarious, man. Like, I would pay money to watch him make a child cry. That would be so wrong. Look at it! It's raw! It's black! Look at it! (laughs) That would be hilarious. That's so wrong! No! Come on, you know you want to see that. I'll never be a chef again! Gordon Ramsay cussed me out, bro! Just rush their spirits. I do not want to see a little kid's dreams get crushed like that. That's just just wrong. It's so wrong on so many levels. Oh, better, it's hilarious to me. Better him than the <laughs> internet. Yeah, I just see a crying Michael Jordan face in the future of some kids. <laughs> most, most kids. Most kids. You're right. Most kids. Well, I did see some clips, and it looked hilarious anyway. Because you know the way the kids talk. One kid was I like the cute little lisp, and another kid was like, "Oh, I, I hope it's scrumptily yushish." I'm like, "Scrumptily yushish? What? <laughs> scrumptily yumptious?" I guess it's funny, man. Yeah, it, it was just, it looks like it'll be fun. I mean, and it's food, too, so, like, you can't go wrong. Sometimes I'm watching those cooking shows, and I'm like, oh, I kick up my, my cooking game now. I'm like, I never, oh, I never thought about doing that. And then you never do it anyway. No, I actually do, man. Oh. Cooking, that's one, one of the few things I do follow through with. Like, uh, I learned a very important lesson about mixing certain kind of batters and why you don't want to over-agitate. You know, I understood the science behind it, but then it, it, it didn't really click until someone explained it in very simple terms. This is what happens. Oh, oh! And then I went back to all these failed cakes and breads, and I'm like, "Oh snap! Hey, War Child Games." Thanks. Yeah, that's my new, it's my new Twitter or uh, yeah, my new Twitch channel. Oh, that's right, cause you. 
Should I go use War Child? War Child? Uh, I ready? might, but it's, it's, it's a lot to... easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, yeah. See, make um, it a little bit easier that way everything matches up, you know. Brand oh. cohesion. <laughs> Let the merger begin. Oh man! Right. Let's get through three of these. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> that's, the, that's the plan. Yeah. Um, have you guys? Uh, Caught any other shows and new shows that came out like APB or Twenty Four Legacy? I, I don't watch TV. The yeah. wife and I just got Call. done with Twenty Four Legacy, and uh, yeah, we're gonna be watching it. We're definitely gonna be watching it. Do you like and that part? That's that's the that's the dude that played uh, Dre in Straight Outta Compton, right? Uh, you know, I can't really say because I didn't see I didn't see Straight Outta Compton. Oh, I should have. Well, I'm like ninety nine percent certain it's him. The guy that played the black guy in 24 Legacy. The guy that played the black guy. At least I didn't say the black wow. guy that played the black guy. <laughs> <laughs> the black guy that played the black guy in 24... Yeah, he... The black Something guy that played the black guy was the black guy that played Dre straight out of Compton. <laughs> Tell her I, I think his last name is Hawkins. Like is his last name Hawkins? She doesn't know his real name. She said, hold on. She gonna wick a Google it or something? Corey? Corey, maybe? I don't know. Oh, I just know the show is good. APB is good too. I, I was watching it before I hopped on the stream. I know. I the, um, yeah, his God is good. Did I you, like the uh, the idea behind it. Yeah, the idea is really cool. The, um, did you like the? It's Hawkins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got it. Yeah. Um, did you try out Stars? Uh, not Stars. Uh, Star. All Fox shows so far, by the way. I didn't try Star, nah. If you like Empire, give it a give it a shot. Like I said, it's only up to like episode six or seven now. I might, I might. It's pretty dope. The wife came, the wife came home and uh, had some ideas in mind, so we checked them out, and she made a really good decision there. So I can't knock it. I can only uh, endorse it. My name is Warchild, and I approve this message. Plus, APB and 24 are both part of that Monday block. There really is anything on Monday nights that I can think of competing with that. Well, Big Bang Theory, but who watches yeah. that while it's actually playing live? <laughs> I know uh, in our case, we don't really have... Uh, we're not really, I guess you could say, dedicated as far as having an actual uh, cable provider. So most of the stuff we watch, we watch on uh, on Hulu or we watch it on... Um, uh, even Voodoo has got uh, free first episodes. That's how we watched uh, APB and um, 24. So that's mainly how we watch our stuff. And then you have I mean, they don't like, want too uh, much for cable. Yeah, yeah, cable. I said uh, up until like maybe a couple years ago, I, I, we didn't really watch too much TV. We finally just broke down because it was the only way to break down our bill. It was just stupid. Adding something brought down the bill. But, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Comcast. But... <laughs> Yeah, APB is pretty dope. I'm pretty excited about that. They said it has the dude that plays Andy on Weeds. I like him. He's pretty. He's a pretty good actor. He's got a likable face. I, Some people have punchable faces. He has a likable face. He is a pretty good actor. I, I just got, I couldn't finish Weeds because it just it took forever and it always seemed like it was the uh, the same thing happening over and over and over again. Because you look up and oh no, she's with another drug lord. Now she's got to sell this weed. Now she's selling too much weed. Now she needs to stop selling the weed. It's like, okay, well. Uh, yeah, it definitely was repetitive. I mean, let's be honest. The main thing, reason you watched it is to see how many times she got naked. And I was okay with that. <laughs> That's the best they got to offer. Yeah. 
you just kept hoping that she would break the vicious cycle, and then nope, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. But it was a fun show. I like, I like weeds. Definitely a guilty <laughs> pleasure. So outside of TV, how's everyone? Everyone's week been? Uh, we we just so. We gonna focus on uh, the podcast. I won't talk about my earlier week because it's uh, it's work oriented. That's all I'm gonna say. And it was it's in the past. We're focusing it, on the future. Now. Thank you. Tell them, beard. Tell them, beard's yeah. got to get bigger than it was yesterday. That's what you focus on. Growing that beard, getting it bigger than it was the day before. Future, future beard. Future beard. Exactly. For some reason that sounds like a good video game or band name. Future beard. I like that. Future Beard sounds like a made-up video game that would exist in Dexter, Dexter's Laboratory. Like, that'd be the Action Hank video game. <laughs> oh, man. And then, like, a, I don't know, you can shoot, like, some type of power out of your beard. It'll come out all, like, multicolored and everything. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love Dexter's Lab. You stupid. I miss that show. <laughs> you're stupid. <laughs> Dexter's Laboratory. Lives the awesome. smartest boy you've ever seen. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> what was that mean? <laughs> Lawsuit. <laughs> Copyright strike. Careful. Oh, it's I a know. cover. It's a cover. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't matter. Copyright strike. Ah. Freaking YouTube is super sensitive now. It's terrible. Dude, it's but... To the floor. Brother can't even sing a song now. This jacked up. Mm. Can't even hum it. You can't even have someone in the background farting to the melody of it. It'll pick it all up, man. I'm telling you. I had someone playing something on their phone really low, two rooms over, and somehow, in a low frequency, YouTube picked it up with their freaking scrubbers and, like, inaudible to human ears. You can't even see the wavelength, the sine waves on, you know, video editing, audio editing software, but they, Mm -hmm. they heard it. They're like, it's there. It's fate, but it's there. Like, damn, you guys need to work in forensics or something, catch some criminals. <laughs> I can believe it. I mean, they're they are catching criminals. Yeah. Big and social lately doesn't make any sense, though, because, like, I had a. When the Four Honor Clothes beta came out, they had said, you can't put that up. That's a strike. It's a, oh, wait, we gave you another strike. That other strike is pending with the other strike. We got to see and if it's okay. Got to see if it's okay to do it. And it was. It's like that last conversation we had. Vidney is starting to really catch on. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Too big. Too big to fail? I don't know. No such thing. No such thing, yeah. It's, just, it's no longer fun to produce content when you have to worry about all these crazy stipulations. But I saw I saw somewhere, I saw this weird, like, I don't, it was like some kind of fan-produced thing where it was like, where are Dexter, Dee Dee, and the rest of the cast now? And like Dee Dee was like a stripper, a meth addict, addict or something, like some fucked up <laughs> shit. And Dexter wow. was like into steroids because he's overcompensating for his small size, like some weird shit like that. Like, damn, they really fucked this all out. <laughs> <laughs> That's jacked up. I saw somebody do like a anime version of Dexter. It was on DeviantArt at one point. It's pretty cool. They did a uh, Samurai Jack too, I believe. Oh, Samurai Jack! Yeah, Have you heard of that? So dope! Yeah. Oh man, what is that? Season five? Yep. God, it's like the '90s, man. It's like I don't know what's going on, but every time I look up, they're bringing something back, and I am not complaining. Yeah. I'll complain about most of it because it sucks. But it Samurai think- Jack? Yeah, I'm all about that coming back. <laughs> I. 
I would sing that song, but I can't because YouTube copyright. <laughs> You've learned. Good job. I know. I don't want to learn. I just want to be. I want to have fun and sing. They nope. won't let me. Nope. Rules are rules, my friend. Rules are rules. I'm not saying it's you. I'm just saying it's you too. Party poopers. By the right. way, you said for honor the open beta is going on. Uh, pretty yep. soon we'll probably get a Ghost Recon Wildlands open beta. That would be lovely. Because yeah, they had a lot of issues with people. They were supposed to get into the beta, not getting their codes and all kind of messy stuff. But yeah. Even yeah, like the but codes seen, you like, got. From what I've seen, there's uh, from what I saw from the game, it looks a little bland. I mean, <laughs> if it's if you love Ghost Recon, it's what you would expect, you know. Oh, but what about the other uh, news from today? I mean, Destiny Two will be out this year. Oh. I'm not surprised. Um, I just wish <sighs> they they shouldn't rush it, especially with um, you know, without really learning. Well, I would hope they learn from uh, Destiny 1, you know, the original. Especially the vanilla. Like, if you're going to put the game out, at least make the storyline, number one, uh, worth my time. And number two, just give us all the content. That's that's just all I got to say about that. Because, I mean, World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. they gave so much content out. I mean, it was, it was gigs, gigs of things to do. So, don't take that away from just people that are willing to buy into your product. Especially since you made over... Was it a billion dollars? They made too much. Yeah, too much to not put out anything. Yeah, especially off the uh, the other hundred and twenty dollars worth of DLC. <laughs> yeah, or and after they, you uh, uh, bought the game. Yeah, fuck that and noise. They, they still try and um, make you buy stuff like the little uh, the little boxes just to get armor. Yeah, I stopped playing when they nerfed everything that I worked so hard to get. Yeah, that was out. Like, nope, I'm done. I still play. I don't know. It's just, I guess it's the familiar, uh, familiarity of it. You know? Yeah, it's like that's like your comfort blanket. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. That was my. That was kind of my will be for a little while, and then I was like, nope, I'm done. I wonder. Yeah, I played it for news. a while. I got mad. Yeah, I used to watch you stream it all the time, and ninety oh, yeah. percent of it was you, the problem- you dancing in the tower. <laughs> because we were waiting for a fucking group. That's the problem when you don't have a solid group of people to play with either. Yeah. Yeah. You're left to the whims of whoever's available on fucking the LFG websites. And I remember the day that I decided I was done, at least with streaming it. We were running the Vault of Glass, and the group that we had found that was just strung together was the largest collection of idiots. Like, combined, I think they had a intelligence level of a potato. It was bad. What happened? We got two Atheon. We got two to the end of it. But the constant bickering and everyone thinking they knew better than the other person for how to actually beat the boss. Oh, it was, I was just staring at the screen with my mic muted, just pulling my hair out. It's like, nope, nope, I'm done. See, now, I've it. been on a, on a noob side of things, and especially when it was that whole, oh, you gotta have Yalahorn or else you can't join a group thing. Oh, God. Which... Yeah, which is just it got so annoying. Okay, but yeah, just just got so annoying because uh, there was times where I was in a group, I was waiting on other people to show up, but we couldn't start because we couldn't find enough people that had the yellow horn. So just get people to show up. Yeah, pretty much. It doesn't matter if you 
that irritated the hell out of me. See, it wasn't the Galahorn buff that... The Galahorn buff is what put me... Or nerf is what put me over the edge, but it was getting rid of... Uh, I forgot what the ability was called, but it would double the ammo capacity of your weapons. Um, oh. Field scout. Field scout, yeah. They got rid of that. And well, that was they, the only reason that They the, dumped uh, it down. <laughs> yeah. The heavy machine gun that you got from the Vault of Glass, I can't remember the name of it now, but that thing was my jam. 100 Wait, bullets in the clip. You can still get field scout rolls, just can't get it on... It's, it's like a weapons. different type of field scout, because oh, okay. uh, it increases the capacity, but I think field scout used to be something like you could um, go from having like 12 shots to maybe 24 or something. It, it's been a minute. Yeah, more than the usual yeah, capacity of ammo. Down. Yeah. Because oh, I had 100 ammo in my fucking... Yeah, it was when you were heavy. when you were reloading. You had a chance to get extra ammo, right? Was it? Wasn't that it? Nope. No, that was um, clown cartridge. That's a clown cartridge. They, well, that was one of them. Yeah, you see, I haven't played for a while. <laughs> it's been it's been quite some time. I don't I don't feel bad not going back to it. I don't either. I, like, I, guess, I, I, I wish it fell. I used to miss. I used to get curious, but like the vision still called me back, but Destiny did not. Even though I have lots of friends that still play on an Xbox, I'm like, yeah. I was debating on going back on the Xbox, but there's no point because of the, uh, excuse me, how the PS4 always has the exclusives. Sony should have just ponied up a little bit more money and made that game completely exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Now, I would have loved to have seen, and this is like a, a far-fetched idea, they're probably not going to do it, but a Halo ODST game that was kind of similar to Destiny. Because I loved ODST. It was in one of the popular Halo games. Most people loved it. Or most people hated it, excuse me. But I loved it. And it was one of the best ones in my opinion. But I know they're not going to do that because of the fact that nobody really liked it too much. Yeah, nobody bought it. They're not making a sequel. Or they're not going to make another game like it. Yeah. I liked ODST too. You know, ironically enough, Halo was going to be a third person game. I would have liked it better. I don't know. Seeing some of the, uh, was the alpha footage... It's interesting. It, well, I don't think it would have been as popular as it is today if it was a uh, third person. Originally, it was supposed to be an RTS game. It wasn't even supposed to be a shooter. Yep. Yeah. You know, Bungie got really lucky, and then then with uh, Destiny, they decided to make Halo again. Shoot, they didn't get lucky. They had da- uh, Daddy Warbucks back in the whole project. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that doesn't hurt, for sure. <laughs> How much money do you need, Annie? Mm-hmm. Bankroll me, please. I wonder, with this news, though, is are people going to stop playing Destiny altogether, you think? Is it going to drop off? No, what, uh, what they can do to keep that going is put in little uh, little little, drop, little drops that'll uh, keep people interested, like stuff that'll carry over to Destiny 2. Well, with the way they are, I doubt there's going to be anything that's going to carry over to Destiny 2 because of the fact that they can only really focus on one project and... Um, the way this last expansion was, it forced you to update your system. With that being in mind, you know, that type of mentality, you're not going to want to uh, continue to carry people on an older game or older platform. You're probably just going to forget about the old game and then try and focus on a new one, which in turn is going to push people to focus on a new thing. Well, carry over oh, yeah, they're gonna the drop skins, them. at least something, because... Yeah. Skins, uh, weapons... Something. Well, the, the weapons I don't think are going to carry over. I would love if the, uh, what do you call them, the shaders carried over. Supposedly the ship is supposed to be, uh, have an actual function instead of just being, or like, straight ca- uh, cosmetics or something to look at. 
So we'll see. But I'm not going to play it. I'll probably buy in. They got they got too greedy with Destiny One. I'm I not going to get more of my money. I was getting questionable after uh, House of Wolves, and they changed up their whole meta. Did not like it at first. The other thing, the other thing is, I didn't play PvP. I didn't like PvP. It was horrible. That was not what I was there for. And then after, after it was House of Wolves added the uh, the PVE stuff, the Prison yeah. of Elders. Yeah. yeah, Prison of Elders, and then the, the actual uh, the in world events where you know you had. Uh, well, actually, no, you had. Um, uh, God, what is the name of that? The first one, the Dark Below. That was the one yeah. that first added uh, real-time event things that would happen. Like you'd have the swords, uh, what is it, Blades of Crota come into the world, and then uh, House of Wolves. You would have the the Wolf Dropship wolf coming. Yeah. yeah. Now That's those still, were, I mean, those it, it were mixed cool, it but up. Once people got, but once people got bored of doing that, it went to just being PvP. Yeah. And so that just wasn't. I wasn't there for that. That was not my interest. Yeah. PvP did get old. It just, especially seeing that how it was uh, either broken one way or you had um, you had to deal with the fact that uh, people lag so much. I mean, it's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody pretty much ran hunters or warlocks, and it's just people just teleporting, zipping around. Like the meta was pretty stale on the PvP. I mean, I I enjoyed it, but yeah, it's uh. It was pretty old hat. I definitely prefer the PVE. That's the feel sad. Like, if you take away the PVP, you realize just how shallow Destiny is. But if you love the PVP and you don't get tired of it, then it's a really deep game because you can just play that over and over again. But the PVE is just, you know, you can see the progression from Crota and then to the, through the other raids, they get less and less inspired. The Crota was really, to me, was really brilliant. All the little different things they had in there. Yeah, it was a decent raid. Um, really, what they could have did was focus on a in-depth storyline, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I will laugh at that forever. I know. And then they um they could have went and um had their next expansion focus on PvP, and then just kind of build it up to the point where you would have the best of both worlds, and they could add on to either or. Kind of like yeah, they added they Sparrow Racing. Sparrow Racing should have been in there. They they could have done that. Wasn't that the Red Bull exclusive thing for a while? Ah, uh, they tied in that brand uh, deal with it. Yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> I think so. Ooh. Bless you. Thank you. Salud. Yeah, you know, what's funny? Even if Destiny wasn't a commercial success, which clearly it was, um, it's got such a rabid fan base, right? That. That they make excuses, like they're the biggest apologists out there. I, f- I feel like they, they might be worse than Nintendo fans because the story that they're at least they're, Nintendo puts out good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> can't argue with that. The the ones that will keep getting slapped in the face by poor console launches and keep pre-ordering whatever they come out with at a premium. But anyway, they, 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 they make there's people that make up their own lore or they really dig for the lore of destiny just that it's such a deep immersive world and like yeah but you don't get that really when you're playing the game you have to really look for it like you're really <laughs> gleaming some things that are not there it's just yeah. dark souls is the same way yeah yeah 
I mean, but see, Dark Souls is like that by design, right? Yeah, it, Destiny. It, there was supposed to be a story there. Exactly. They tried, and yeah. then they I don't hit even a have wall. Time to explain why I don't have time to explain. Exactly. They <laughs> they saw our intelligence. Like, oh, you know what? Look that thing I promised you like three hours ago. You know, you're, you're not good enough for it. And then you know, don't ask again. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you. Like, what? Are you? Are you? You're insulting my intelligence. <laughs> Freaking Destiny talks down to its fans. And people are like, yes, but please. But the thing was, the thing was, that game was so buttery smooth. The mechanics-wise, that game is still one of the better you can play. Yeah. 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 That's definitely true. That's, that's why I know. That's Bungie why I'm knows a big fan of Titanfall 2. Like, Titanfall 2, like, is so buttery smooth that it's like, you know, I'm not really a run-and-gun type of guy, but here, I love it, because it just feels good. It's satisfi- satisfying, you know? I'm sorry. What yeah. are you saying? <laughs> She's saying I miss Dinklebot. So do I. So that better than I um, kind of wish that uh, when they were planning on getting rid of him, Zach Braff actually petitioned them on Twitter to be the new Dinklebot. And I think that would have been great. Yeah, a lot better than Nathan, who is it, Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I've like you've awoken the hive versus you've awoken the hive. It's like, so are we gonna like sleep with them or something? Have like a slumber party? Is that what it sounds like? A little. Sounds like it's getting a little sexy in here. I mean, not not in a sexy way. Just like you know, like you've awoken the hive. It's party time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Definitely didn't have the same quality as yeah. Dinklebot. Yeah, just just weird, just weird. He, I, yeah, he by, by he look. He wasn't even close to Dinklebot. I'm sorry. He just seemed like a quick pick. to like um um uh, uh get that guy right now. Yeah. <laughs> They should have just People wrote it out, pissed. wrote it out, and brought in the the brothels and you know and the booze. Put it if you you know put that as part of the Destiny universe. Boom, then that works. Like ooh, Game of Thrones meets Halo. Yay! Just commit. Get to fully commit to it. But that's funny. Out of all the things that people were vocal about, that was the thing they addressed. Not the big hole left behind by there being no real plot or substance. Good job. Good job, Bungie. There's a hole you could easily fall into. <laughs> and then See, my thing is um, the Cabal. Because, I mean, they were one of my favorite enemies to fight because of the fact that it was easy headshots. And they, oh, it was fun because they, would, they could interact with you because any other enemies, they're like, I'm just going to hit you once. Or I'm going to hit you with this big sword. It's not going to knock you back. The Cabal were like, get the f- out of here. And they hit you with the shield and you go flying across the screen. You look up, you're dead. <laughs> Your ghost is like, I don't know what happened. You got too close, man. <laughs> Apparently they're going to be the enemies in the next one. I-, I guess that's why they didn't add anything, which I guess I can forgive. But still, it's like you neglected a ca- uh, um, enemy class. Yeah. Mm. And then you completely confuse storylines because... Um, you're sitting here saying that Crota's on the way over, but you've killed his son already. But Crota is the leader of the Hive Pantheon. But you look up and they're like, oh, wait, there might be more? So you're, you're confusing people with your storyline here. It's like, are the Hive done? Is there more? What's going on? It's the Final Fantasy IX problem. <laughs> After you beat the main boss, it's like, oh, now you have to fight me. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the narrator. Fight <laughs> the narrator. That's I've the been here the whole time telling the story. <laughs> I played through that piece of shit twice to figure out if they ever mentioned the final boss once in the game. Nope. Never did. Wow. 
Yep. What do you do? Video games. That's all you can say. Uh, it just goes to show you, as much as people say they want a story in their games, the, the story people doesn't have, matter. It doesn't matter. People have voted with their wallet and story does not matter because Destiny definitely doesn't have one. <laughs> oh, let's put a campaign in there. Oh, yeah, sure. Still, I had to admit, it's better than No Man's Sky. <laughs> yes. Go out and create your own story. I mean, Become what you were meant to be. It's like, well, what am I supposed to be? I got a spaceship. I don't know why I landed here. You got me just putting around and running out of gas. There's no space gas stations. I don't need. Why do I have to dig for the resources? What's going on here? You have to make it all up for yourself. Yeah, yeah really. Can't it, brother? Can't even get a space slushy if such a things exist. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, no man's sky. Yeah. That's why I like to call no man's try. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even gonna get into it. But, uh. That's probably gonna win us now. What's that? It's probably gonna win the road. No yes, we have. It's a long, tedious, and ugly road. Yeah. I mean, there's people that like it, but those people were not expecting anything from the game, so. They paid those people off. Yeah. Well. Oh, we're talking about game launches over here? <laughs> yeah, that's what I really was just saying in the chat. Uh, we're talking about how. You know, and this is a subjective thing. Like a good console launch, um, it really depends what you're into. These past couple of generations have been pretty ho hum overall. But what I'm saying is, you know, Nintendo fans are are loyal almost to a fault. Like Nintendo could do no wrong. You know, all the dick moves they pulled. You know, with social media and not pulling out new putting out a new Metroid, teasing us. Like they're constantly blue balling their fans and. They take it. And Destiny fans are just as loyal. Like it's like, yeah, it's okay. You know, you punched me in the face, but you only did that because you had a bad day. And I know you really love me, and that's just how you, how you, uh, that's how you express it. Oh, okay, cool. I'm gonna punch you again. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's wait. not Nintendo. It's not really Nintendo doing the punching. Yeah, that's debatable. Okay, it's the third party. And I stand corrected. They did put out a new Metroid. But that one, no one counts it because it's not in the vein of Metro Prime. Like it was some abomination. Like the DS one, the, uh, the Federation. Prime Federations yeah. or whatever. Yeah, fuck yeah. that noise! I want Samus, and I don't want other M Samus. I want a real Samus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they just kind of do what they want, and you know, I don't know. I have problems with Nintendo, and, and you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna rate anybody's party that's excited for the Switch, but to me, it's. Eh. I won't be buying it day one, but I will be buying it. I'm still on the fence. Yeah. Price has got to go down for me. The other M was a dumpster fire of a game, but Better Nintendo than... makes great games, yes. <laughs> New for 2017, E.T. The Game. See, that's the thing, They've though, almost completely me. run out of ideas. It'll happen. <laughs> God, for me, scary. people talk about the exclusives, right? And how Nintendo has something no one else offers, but I'm kind of over exclusives. Like... It's, it's gotta be an, ex- an experience overall that really makes me want to do it. Like, if they said Prince of Dragoon Saga coming to Nintendo Switch exclusive, now you're talking, you know? Yeah, it's but that's like, such a niche fucking game. Yeah, but see, I'm just saying, that's what will excite me. Hey, I'm being selfish right now. That's what will excite me. They say, oh, new Super Mario Galaxy. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Mario, Super Mario Odyssey doesn't, uh, doesn't excite you? Nah. Is that getting you out of bed in the morning? Nah. I mean, on, man. if I have it, I, I if I had it, I'd play it. But is that gonna be enough to make me buy a console? You know, 
that's where I'm at with it. <laughs> um, and yeah, third party support is a big is a big thing too. <laughs> the chat right now. <laughs> oh man, out of control. Anywho, need somebody mad. All right, let's. Yeah, let's dive did, into these. Yeah, we did our opening banter. Let's jump, dive right into the unicorn poopies round seven ish. First category, guys, best roguelike slash roguelite. And I know before we get it, get into it, uh, let's not get into a whole debate of what is roguelike or roguelite. You know, it, it, well, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, right? Permadeath, procedurally generated, punishingly hard, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's some degrees of variation there, but that's pretty much what you'd expect. So we have Enter the Gungeon, uh, Risk of Rain, Rogue Legacy, Crypto the Necro Dress, D- Dancer, ugh, can't talk, and Dungeon of the Endless. I feel like I'm missing something here. Am I missing something here? It, it feels like it. There's There's gotta be, while we're talking about these, I'm sure something else will come up. I know Gungeon is fun, though. I'm, I've been Gungeon stuck in that game is. for a minute. I'm playing it right now. I'm trying to get in my beta for the uh, For Honor beta here, but love that Enter the Gungeon. I got no interest in For Honor, but Enter the Gungeon. This is, it, that gets my vote for best roguelike of the last year, easily. Same here. I, I wish it was uh, you could play it with another player. That'd they be have awesome. couch co-op, but the they couch do? co-op is, yeah, you can do two player, one system. Huh. Okay. It's all right. It's fun. It's Enter the Gungeon with two people. It's exactly what you'd expect. You sound down on it for some reason. <laughs> I wish it had online. That's the only thing. Uh, if it had online co-op yeah. instead of just couch co-op, that'd be great. Uh, I'd give it time, because, I mean, just like State of Decay, I mean, that took a minute. Yeah. They finally yeah, modded on I multiplayer. Think, I, I don't think they have any intention of adding it on. Well, they better find the intention. Yeah, there's or a... They're making, there's a lot of games I, I don't jump on because I'll look at the details and I'll say multiplayer. I'm like, all right, cool. But then I look at it as local multiplayer, not online. Like, I mean, I, I guess I'm cool with local multi- multiplayer because of the fact that, you know, games that should be multiplayer aren't. So I mean, by a multiplayer, I mean like, hey, you know, I've got this person over at my house. Let's just go ahead and team up and play this game because, you know, there's games that I like to play with my wife, but... The ones I want to play, they only work when you're logged in online and only have one PlayStation, so, uh, so it, it doesn't really do me any good. Yeah. Listen, step your game up. Get another PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, okay. By the time that comes out, they come up with a PlayStation Championship Edition. Pro was last year. Now we've got a PlayStation Champion. It's Capcom, not Sony. <laughs> or it's Sony, not Capcom. They won't pull that. I get Yeah, okay. <laughs> they won't. No, the next one will just be the five. Next year. Probably right. No, it'll be the one, so it confuse everybody. They're not Xbox. <laughs> the next one's going to be the Xbox 2. But they'll spell it T-O-O. Aww. Be the cool. Xbox 160. <laughs> That's going to cost $300. It could be the Xbox 120. It's like they, they take a third of the 360 power and, and make it small, super small, and now it's a mobile device too. Ooh, <laughs> still say that. Xbox isn't that the, uh, isn't that the Scorpio that's coming next? Yeah, the Scorpio or Project Scorpio. Project Scorpio. Yeah. yeah, that's uh that that cracks me up because people will not shut up about 
oh, it's the next gen console, and and you uh, know what would be funny? What it, if it is? If it's just like a Steam machine, everything is completely moddable. It just runs on the Xbox OS. Like you can dump whatever graphics card you want in there. And well, that's not far from the truth because that's pretty much what they're doing now. Because now with the whole Windows 10 and Xbox integration, they're, they're pretty much the same platform, <coughs> the same ecosystem, right? Uh, yeah. you, you know, you have to play anywhere, so you buy it once, have it on, you know, Windows 10 and Xbox, and then they're, they're, they're basically trying to make it hardware agnostic, you know, like the platform is the is the operating system, not the, not the hardware, you know what I mean? So, so they're trying to turn it into Steam. So pretty much, my, I mean. My slight joke was accurate. Yes, yeah, because they have a UWP, you know, uh, so the Unified Windows platform. So everything runs as an app, and yeah, like every, it, that's what they're going towards. So what what they're gonna probably do is make it so that games are auto sensing, and they'll see if you have the the more powerful hardware or the older hardware, and they'll like step things up or down depending on what you have. Because they say that everything's gonna work backwards and forwards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Xbox doesn't do backwards too well. I like it. What would you like about it? Def Jam Fight for New York on Xbox 360. Can you play it? How about Need for Speed Underground? Not two, just Underground. Wait, not that about. But you talk about the. You said the function. You and I talk about availability of games. That's different. I'm just. I'm just saying it's in, full in general compatibility. It's, full it would be compatibility would be nicer. Yeah, yeah. Instead of you know not giving me the entire thing because. You know, what's the point of even making me or letting me play a second? Well, I mean, okay, never mind. I'm just complaining about the games that they had because, heck, if that's not proof that they're not willing to go all the way with it, then I don't know what else to tell y'all because they only put out games that they thought would be good to play on the 360. But it doesn't make any sense to put out the sequel to the game whenever people might not have actually played the first one or they can't find the first one. So, well, a lot of that is the developers and the publishers. Saying no on it because there's money on the table. Look how many people wanted Black Ops 2 to be backwards compatible, and instead of doing that, now they just they just announced that there's going to be the remastered version of Black Ops 2. Yeah, cause they'll make more money off it that way. Yeah, exactly. So the games that are available work really well. It's just the, the cash grab. You, there's nothing you can do about that. You know, uh, I wish we could yeah. be in a place where we could just. People say, oh, it's impossible to do that. The architecture, the hardware not strong enough to emulate a previous console. I'm like, ah, bullshit. I, I love the people that were like, you can't do backwards compatibility because the Xbox One is only marginally stronger than 360. And like, yeah, well, emulation doesn't work like that all the time. You could, you know, you can have a runtime, a virtual runtime that's like a, a multi-boot or there's ways to do it so that you can, you could do, pull it off. And they're like, no, it's not going to happen ever. And then it happened. They're like, oh, yeah, I saw it coming. Like, shut the fuck up. You, <laughs> you know. You've been naysaying it from the beginning. Yeah. So many people were naysaying it. Like, really? But, I don't know. I, the, I like the unified approach because it's too soon to come out with the next-gen console. Leaving people behind at this point would be stupid, now, especially now that Xbox One is gaining traction and all that. Uh, and yeah, I, th- I think we're past the point of... New, of of uh, having new console generations, I think it's kind of dead, you know. Like every generation has been less and less fanfare, so why not just have it more modular, have it more? This is the up the updated version of last year's model, stuff like that, you know. Do well, it's it that not way. dead yet. I mean, if they're doing Project Scorpio, surely they're going to do a Project Goldfinger, as well as a Project Octopussy. I mean, you know, anything's possible. 
Right, but yeah, it's not dead. It's going to be more like uh, it'll be a faster, faster turnaround time. It's going to be like cell phones. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's not going to be like you know a, a, a huge event. It's going to be more like an ongoing thing, like you see with cell phones. Cell phones are a yearly thing, and you know, for some people, it's a huge event. But you know, not really. That Apple big still turns around. Apple still turns around and makes it a huge event. Yeah, well, yeah, and they're going to always want to be selling the new consoles, so they're going to have exclusives on the new consoles, which will force people to upgrade. You can still have flagship they did, releases. Uh, they did put those. Doom on uh, Windows ninety five. Something to think about. The point is, they played they had Portal on a uh, Apple two. Yeah, and but here's the thing: what everybody's missing is you can still create that fanfare without having generations, as we know of now, right? Because if, if Scorpio releases next year and it is a whole new console generation and they're leaving everybody behind, the dumbest thing they could do. It's too soon for new generation. This generation for both PS4 and Xbox One hasn't really, it's just getting its footing now. Like people are just now really jumping on board and, 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 and people are really putting out games now. Like the first two years they didn't really count. Like there was nothing, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what happened with the, uh, PS3 and the 360. The 360 had a one-year lead-up, but it was still, if I remember correctly, it was the same thing. There were not a lot of games until the mid to late cycles. Yeah. I mean, even till the very end, they started squeezing out extra bits of power, so... Yeah, true. So, you know, for those that... I can't wait when a, when a Scorpio comes out, people just eat their hats, because, like, it's that's... It's very different saying it's a next generation console and saying it has next generation specs. That's what people are not getting. You know, it's a, it's a, it's not just a marketing thing. It's, it's a matter of how you position the product. How do you support it? What kind of infrastructure you set up? If you say, Hey, we're going to use the current infrastructure, but we're just going to increase the power under the hood so the games will run better and developers have a little more wiggle room. Easy. That's something easy to execute. If it's not better than the PS4 Pro, it's dead in the water. True. Oh, it, they already said Very it true. is. They've said it, but we'll see what is to be seen. I mean, raw processing power, that doesn't really tell you much, but as far as the raw press, processing power, it's already better. But that's a given, because any, that's, that's the cost of coming out first. Someone could just say, oh, you know what, let's uh, put out that, they got a 1.6 gigahertz, oh, let's put out the 1.7. <laughs> and then we can say we have a kajillion teraflops and, and floppy dildos. All the teraflops. All of them. Uh, I thought you were going to go to a petabyte. Yep, that's going to be the next thing. Gonna, the first person to jump on the next freaking prefix is going to win. Oh, Terra, that sold last year. This is freaking peta. And this is. Not for real. It's, it's petabyte. I, I think petabyte is the next one. <laughs> Sounds weird, but it is. It's always going to be constant dick measuring. That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> anyway, my rogue will down. My roguelike <laughs> is Dungeon of the Endless. And Crypto the Necrodancer is close. Because that's a really unique title. I don't know if you guys played this yet. I know it just released on this year on PS4, I believe. Uh, well, last year, 2016. But it's a rhythm, it's a rhythm, you know, game where you dance. It's kind of like little disco squares light up. Kind of Billy Jean style. And, uh, and you dance and you kill things and you loot the dungeons and you upgrade and it's pretty dope. And then you die, your run ends. It's a pretty awesome game. Uh, but Dungeon of the Endless, it's just, that's a game I keep going back to and it never gets old. 
Risk of Rain could be that game, but they fucked up the online multiplayer, and that breaks my heart. It's almost impossible to host a match at that sometimes. Anyway, yeah, once I beat Rogue Legacy, once, you beat, yeah, once I beat Rogue Legacy, it was over. I was like, I don't have any need to go back. Yeah, that's the sad part about that game. It's it's so brilliant, but when you beat it, it's it. How, how long? It's like, oh, I can do it again. How long do you think it took? Slightly you more difficult there? enemies. How long um, do you think it took? You about again? a month. Like how much? How many hours you think of grinding? Uh, I played on the PS4, so it doesn't actually keep track of time. But I don't know. Um, did you fill out a lot of your 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 upgrades? Like you know how you could get the for time? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I was I'm garbage at that game. I had to level up. So you, you if you filled out a good amount of them, you, you could probably safely say you spent by eighty hours or so. Probably eighty to a hundred. I put my time in there. Yeah. Which again, you place you do something for eighty to a hundred hours in a month, you're gonna get bored of it. That is very true. <laughs> just happens. Division Underground. <laughs> go for a G thirty six that they immediately nerfed. I love it. Mm. Yeah, the G thirty six is still cool though, but yeah, they didn't. Yeah, yeah, but it was a lot more powerful before they nerfed it. That's just the nature of MMOs, man. <laughs> That's what they do. I mean, true, but like, let it at least breathe for a while before you're like, yeah, this gun is too powerful. Yeah, this or big. You <laughs> beta test it beforehand properly, so you know that oh, this is going to be meta breaking. Let's not do that. The, I guess it's easy to, to roll out apologies over uh, patches. They do have so. a PTS like though. The, That's the thing though. They have the private test server and they test stuff out, but sometimes. They still don't find things to break the game until it's already rolled out. <laughs> I don't know. Because Division players are just like Destiny players. Like, the ones that play it every day are very dedicated. And if there's an exploit, they will find it. Very true. Especially glitch people. everything. Ugh. Yep. Everything's a glitch. It's like speed running. All right, next category. Best palette cleansers. So these are generally I consider the palette cleansers games that, you know, they are generally fast placed. You you could jump in and out anytime. Maybe they have frequent save points. You know, this is something that it's a nice change of pace. Doesn't really stress you out. It's just when you want to just play something different and kind of break up your normal playlist, your normal routine. That's where you go to. Uh, that's a very loose definition, but you know, you get the idea. You just want to refresh. You know, you know, like cleanse the palate. You know, it's like all right, that game left a bad taste in my mouth. Now maybe a time to shoot and they play something different. That kind of thing. So some of our nominees include Speedrunners, Crypt of the Necrodancer, Legend of the Endless, Coin Crypt, Card City Knights, and Spelunky. Is there any ones you, wanna, you guys want to add in there that we missed? Uh, I need to buy Spelunky. Spelunky's fun. That's one, of those, that's one of those games I need to own. Because it looks so much fun. Did you ever play the Broderbound NES game, Spelunker? Uh, probably... That game was rage-inducing. <laughs> <laughs> Spelunky takes that and it takes that formula and adds a nice level of polish. It makes it less frustrating. It's, it's, it's a good game. It's a really good game. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, think. Yeah, you you still think? I'll let you think. Because for I, 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 this is a tough one. Because I would say Dungeon of the Endless, but that game is too involved to be like a palate cleanser. Because then I always want to play it more and more, and then the next thing I was like, damn, I had shit to do. Yeah. So it's, it might be between Crypto and Necrodancer and Speedrunner. You know what? I think I'm going to say Speedrunners, because as you know, Crypto and Necrodancer, because that game is a quick one and done. You can play a, a bunch of rounds and, you know, in, in a small amount of time. Whereas Speedrunners is very competitive, and maybe just by that nature, it's not as good as a pal- as a palate cleanser, because it may piss you off. Bloodborne. 
Shoot, nah. Bloodborne as a palate cleanser? All right. Yeah, buddy. You uh, must have some masochistic uh, tendencies. <laughs> I'll like, go back to that game if I'm bored of the other games that I'm playing or if I'm just like, meh, tired of this. When I think of a palate cleanser, I think of something where it's not going to piss you off too much, something like Starbound or uh, like a Terraria. Because uh, I know, I, yeah, it's like you're, you're still exploring, but yet you're doing it on your own terms. You don't have to run and, and go get this done or do this. It's just play your style, you know, and build what you want. So I'll go with the Starbound on that one. You know, an honorable mention to Downwell, if you haven't played that game yet, on mobile and on Steam and I think just about every platform now. That game is so simple on the surface, but super duper fun. And even though you die a lot in it, it's not frustrating. It's just, it's, you just want to keep trying to see if you get further in it. It's a cool game. All right. Next category. This is a term that we, we, uh, made up. Well, at least I've never seen it anywhere. It's a game, a G-A-A-P. Game as a platform. Kind of like software as a platform. Software as a service. You know what I mean? And these are games that have, have are not just games, but they're also, oh, yeah, Echo, Echo came back, War Child. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know if I was just that congested. Like, no, no, it's not me this time. All right. So, these, you know, these are games that have kind of forged their own ecosystem and they've become like their own thing, like their own, their own self-encapsulated, self-encompassing kind of thing. And like, they're just their own universe. Like, they could probably be their own country if they wanted to, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, that's, you know, they got a community, they got a virtual economy, et cetera, et cetera, you know, mod, mods and, tools and all that kind of stuff maybe uh maybe even developed uh, a special engine uh like for example uh giant software and people to do farming simulator which is uh obi's favorite game <laughs> in the whole wide world uh they have the engine a giant engine uh which is pretty neat um so these are games like overwatch smite rainbow six siege destiny killer instinct gary's mod starcraft 2 and of course gta 5 or gta allied yeah, the same thing really <laughs> GTA Five, huh? Gary's mod was built specifically to be just a platform. Yeah, so maybe. It, so you think maybe that would exclude it because it's it, that's what it was supposed to be all along. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was the intention. Yeah, that's they, a good point. They didn't make it thinking that it was going to be something else. They knew what they were doing. It's like mm. before someone plays Gary's mod, like I like it, but there's no campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Needs more water. Five out of ten. Wow. I'm missing the point there, buddy. Just j- j- go sit down. Go go sit down. It'll be all right. See, I look at uh like Overwatch. Now we're seeing that game evolve with the way they did the whole arcade thing, restructured everything, and you get to loot more frequently. It's becoming more, dare I say, immersive. And I know that word's thrown around a lot, but when you go into Overwatch, it feels like it's its own thing, like its own little world, right? Kind of like Smite, same thing. Like Smite has all the news and everything in there. You know, it's, it, you go in there and, and, and it just kind of sucks you in. Like, it's not just playing a game and, and, you know, forget about it when you're done. Like, there's a whole support system, a, a framework around it. And I like that. Like, right now, uh, oh, World of Tanks is another good example of that. Uh, of course, Destiny does it. Yeah. You know, they, they have the companion app too, so that, that works there. I really like what they've been doing with Siege. Uh, especially the new update that just released a couple days ago, like that UI, just it's a lot more snappy and it lets you know all the all the events that are going on. And huge improvements. 
Heck, you can even argue the vision is kind of becoming its own thing. So this is a tricky one. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't know because most of those games I didn't play much of, so I'll just pass. Well, you could pick another one that you that you have to be one of those. Yeah, I got nothing for it. All right. What about you, War Child? Uh, I guess out of all of them, I'm familiar with the Division and Destiny the most, but I'd probably say Destiny, you know, because that's one I keep going back to. Alright. And for me, uh, you know, Siege is Bay. I'm gonna give it to Smite just cause they're really good about tying in Twitch, their companion app. They have all these in-game events. Um, and the way they just cross-promote everything and it just feels so seamless transitioning from one channel to another. You know, that the Smite experience follows you everywhere you go, really, if you wanted to. And, um, when I look at a platform, if that's an important thing is to have that that, that, those constant hooks in you, for lack of a better phrase, you know, just, yeah, keeps you hooked in there. Siege is, is right behind it, but, uh, you know, that community still feels a lot more niche, whereas Smite, I think it's become so huge that, uh, even if you don't play Smite, it, you've heard of it, it's everywhere. Alright. Best social game, and this could be, uh, tabletop or digital. This is, you know, a game that, uh, gives you an excuse to get together with friends. Um, just f- for the sake of being fair, no D20 tw- D games, so no Dungeons and Dragons or anything based on D20, cause that's too easy. <laughs> yeah, that kind of requires you to have, yeah, people that you know. Stranger things. But, uh, other than that, everything else is open. Uh, Mudgekid is in here. Imagine if, one of my favorites, what's yours like? <laughs> oh God! The Jackbox and Card Against Humanity. Man, Jackbox has been making a big push lately. Yeah, they are. With the newer one, the whole big bundle that came out. I've definitely seen that a lot more than any of the other games, at least on Twitch or among the people I know that play games. Yeah, it's a good group activity. I'll have to give it to that one. And Jackbox has an unfair advantage because it's digital. <laughs> I just got my head chopped off. God. So does. So does Tabletop Simulator. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can't put that in here because that's a collection of a whole bunch of other games, but yeah. yeah that's every That's every game. Magic has always been a good one. We got that. Just about everything. Yeah, but Magic is too competitive. I think when you have something be competitive, it makes it less social. Too competitive to just be friendly goofing around. It depends. Because uh... you're, not, you're not getting into fist fights over uh, Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. Still true. Yeah, I mean, if I was, if it, it, honestly, if we were saying Magic, then I'd throw a Yu-Gi-Oh and the Rudal the card game, and <laughs> and I'll leave. No, Yu-Gi-Oh is good. <laughs> but you Goodbye. can have like like if you're playing with a, a best friend of yours, you could have good Magic matches and uh, question each other about how you decided to create your deck. Because uh, yeah, but see, oh, that's sucks. a that's a lot of ifs. <laughs> That, I'd say in a typical setting though, like, typically if you play, even with randoms like Cards Against Humanity, it's a good time. Much cute. Yeah, true. Thing, you know? Jackbox. Cards Against know. Humanity is fun though. I will give it that. Magic, you know, how often do you play Magic or any TCG, CCG game and it's like, you just, you're just goofing around and you'll tell the guy, like I, I, I love it when I'll tell the guy, oh I'm just testing out a new decks for funsies, you know, I'm not, Play seriously, and they go in there and put their best deck. And I spent fifteen hundred dollars on this one card, and it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, one turn, ki- one turn kill, boom, 
like that's not fun. It's like, and then they like laughing about like jumping up on a table like ha, ha, I beat you, puny human. And they wow, you need to get out more. <laughs> and 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 that's how like an exaggeration. But I I challenge you, go into a, a local hobby shop and go there often enough, you'll start seeing those assholes are quite common. <laughs> that so is true. It's just so always the same few people, and then like everybody just. Walks away with it, you know, just lowering their head like, ah, uh, just, just chase people out of the store like, leave it, don't you come back. <laughs> I think that's why I don't really go to hobby shops because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to deal with that, you know? I just want to get out there and have fun. Well, and it's in, so those, creates a co- in those competitive games, right? You know, if it's so, something more social, then that's so bad. No, yeah. no, they are. Yeah. Even if true. it's like a freaking social game, they'll still be, uh, trying to prop up their fragile ego by beating you. That's true. Actually. Yeah, that is true. Because uh, you you know I went I went uh, while, not too long ago. I went to the hobby shop by me and let's be playing D and D. And in my mind, if you're playing D and D in the public area, not in one of the closed rooms of the hobby shop, that tells me you're inviting new players. I mean, no. that'd be crazy. You know, this seems like kind of why you would do it. Otherwise, you'd go to the person's house and do it. No. So I said, "Hey, you know, I got some character sheets on me. Can I jump in on this? I, I could, I could be an extra or something. You know, or help you move the narrative along." And then the DM just looked at me like I had a dick growing out of my eye socket. Like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I think that's also kind of what makes it hard for like me. I've always wanted to play D and D. I've never had a chance. But stuff like that makes it harder to actually get out and want to play or learn how to play or, you know, just everything involving that game to the point where you're like, well, I want to learn, but nobody's going to teach me. And plus, I don't have anybody to play with. That's how I felt about Magic the Gathering. It's like when you would find somebody to play with, something would happen and then they would just kind of disappear for a minute by yourself with a bunch of cards. See, we got to commit to doing D&D over Skype. Like a lot of our people have been doing, you know, it's funny. Before anyone was doing it on Twitch, we had the idea, we just never followed through on it. Not everybody's doing it, but it's doable. Yeah, you know? it's the new, it's the new hotness for now. Yeah. Well, teach me, senpai. That's all I got to say. Yeah, there's a good podcast I can recommend. Uh, Super Adventure Zone. Have you guys heard of that one? No, it's I've pretty heard of cool. Adventure Time. It's, uh, it's uh, <laughs> no, no, not related. It's just a bunch <laughs> of friends. Actually, I think they're all brothers. They're all family, actually. Except maybe for one guy, and uh, they do D and D, and it's pretty, it's pretty great. They're, like they're doing a story arc right now called the the Wheel of Misfortune, I believe. Oh, and it's terrible because it's all like these impossible decisions. It's like, all right, uh, you have to chop your dick off, or or uh, eat, uh, you know, a, a thousand nails uh, with the semen of a giant. Two-headed orc or something like that. You're digging too hard. (laughs) None of these sound appealing. (laughs) You're digging way too hard. You need to cut it. I'm just saying. You listen to it, and it's like, it's like, you're cringy, like, oh, God, no. (laughs) It's great. You gotta gotta listen. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, it's not that hard to get into. It's just, you need people that can go with the flow and a good DM that will not be a dick and just try to keep things moving along, you know, have fun with See, it. I never liked D&D. Yeah, really? Why, why not? People like I, know, I didn't like the uh, the high fantasy setting. I was never a fan. Oh, yeah. I'd play other other tabletop games, not, not D&D. I'd play like, uh, like Old World of Darkness stuff and uh, 
cyberpunk. Yeah. Things like that. Not D&D. Not the traditional Tolkien-esque D&D. That was never my jam. You know, I gotta say, I used to really be all about the high fantasy, but I, I, I do think the cyberpunk, more the sci-fi stuff as a whole is easier to do as, and it's more fun. With high yeah, fantasy, fun. I think with high fantasy, the problem is there's too many tropes that repeat themselves. And I guess kind of formulaic. Is, is that what you experience? Yeah. It becomes just, it's, it's Lord of the Rings. Yeah, everybody likes interested. to fuck the elves and dwarves are dirtbags and, but they're good blacksmiths and, <laughs> it's like you put, yeah, you, you see the water and you see it all, yeah. I feel ya. But it's still fun. Yeah. We could do, we could do something. Nah, the, one was, like, the one that was more my favorite was Exalted. Mm. That was like playing a, that was a tabletop basically anime. That shit was great. Man, I'm, I'm still behind. Years though. Yeah. No, this is, this, trust me, this isn't behind, this is years ago. I mean, that's what I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm just behind on playing serious D20 games, like, consistently, I played here and there, but, like, consistently, nah. Now, yeah. like, most of the tabletop stuff is more one and done type things. Which, mm. going back to our question here, my choice would be Imagine If, because that's a tabletop experience that's completely different. You know, I might even say, nah, I must stick with that. Imagine if, because it, it, it's all about scenarios, right? And similar to Cards Against Humanity, popular vote wins, right? So mm-hmm. what you gotta do as a player, that's not be, you know, if you're not the, the czar of the round, so to speak, you have to kind of place your bet and try to think how everyone else will think so you can be part of the popular vote and gain points, right? Cause if you vote, if you try to be contrarian, you actually lose. <laughs> So it's neat trying to figure out how everybody else thinks about situations, especially when the situations pertain to you, you know. Uh, so you get into conversations uh, about, like, hey, why did you pick that? Or why do you think I would go that way? You know, it's like, it will be quite scenarios like uh, if you were, you know, forced to cannibalism, who do you think in your group would be the first to become a cannibal? You know, and, you know, it seems so silly, but then you have to really think about it. It's like, you know, everybody throws out their card, it's a blind vote, and then when they flip them at the same time, you're like, shot, like, you picked me? (laughs) (laughs) We've already, among my friends, we've already had that conversation repeatedly. We've already accepted who will be cannibalized and why. (laughs) We've already come to terms with that one. Well, yeah, mo me. Who would be the first person to be consumed? That's a whole different discussion. Who looks the most delicious? Hmm. Yeah, that's where we started with it. Dude, that's... Who that's, has less beard hair? <laughs> Who looks like they'll be less gamey? Because you don't want gamey me, like, with a lot of tendons <laughs> and <laughs> chewy parts. It's like, you're, like, choky on it. Like, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> nibble, nibble. Oh, man. So, yeah, imagine if I highly recommend it because it's just a really fun... uh kind of a game of self-discovery. Even if you play it with str- some strangers or mostly strangers, it's neat. Because, you know, people might just look at you and just based upon your looks, make assumptions. You know, hey, who's the guy in this group that's most likely to drive a motorcycle off a cliff? Oh, look at that guy with the scrubby-looking beard and a bandana. Oh, he's got to be it. <laughs> <laughs> beard and bandana. That was your name. I forgot about that. <laughs> Yeah, be- bearded hat. Taylor's bearded hat. I'll be bearded bandana. That's my thing. So I'll be goatee and glasses. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, imagine, imagine if guys, uh, it's a really cool game, uh, especially at dinner parties, you know, watch out. I would recommend you, you, if you and the wife have people over, 
this would be yeah. a good game to like build bonds and get discussions going. Kind of like we are about well, the categories. <laughs> well, I know um, Cards Against Humanity is one of the one of my favorite games. I've been meaning to get a uh, the starter deck for it, but you know, bills and everything kind of get in the way. Yeah, they've been doing some promos on that though. So yeah, they. You're right. You're right. I need to get it when it's still uh like less than twenty five or something. Yeah. Or play it online. I got a I got a place you can go. Huh. We used to do game nights on that all the time. <laughs> yeah, we used to. We used to do retro Fridays. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember those days. But uh, <laughs> that that's actually not uh illegal either because uh, Curtis Humanity has a what is it the Creative Commons license, so you could make your own clone of it with free license. They just charge when you buy their their cards because you're not going to make money. Obviously, hmm. so fun BT dubs. Um, best overall tabletop game. And we got Castle Panic, Zombie Dice, Pandemic, Pandemic, Catan. Uh, there's a few that we're missing here. Zombies. That's all you need. Zombies. That's a good one. Did you ever play Zombies? Yeah. Is that the one with, is, the, is that the tile based one where you're like in a mall? Yes. Yeah. Or there's like 15 different expansions at this point. Dude, that game's been out for in, over, well over a yeah, decade. I know. Back in high school, we pooled our money together and bought all the uh, expansions that were available at that time and left them for ourselves at the comic book shop. <laughs> Dude, that that's a great game. Um, I wonder where they. I wonder who has them all now. Uh, shameless plug: <laughs> uh, the Complete Strategist. Love those guys. Check out their website. They got a lot of. They got a lot of really unique stuff in there. One of my favorite hobby shops. One of the few things I miss about being up north because I used to like going there. I mean that that place was so fully stocked you could barely walk in the store. <laughs> Dang, that's what's up though. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to do Barnes and Nobles like that now. It's it's uh, kind of sad, kind of cool, but hobby know. shops are dead. Depends on the hobby shops, but yeah, you're right. I mean, they went the way of the arcade shops. Yeah, comic book shops are dead. Nerds are digital now. Yeah, there's plenty of. Well, there's plenty of hobbies, nerdy hobbies that you don't really do digitally. So yeah, well, I don't know, like toy like, shops. Do you, I don't know about you guys, but don't you find it satisfying to go to into like a Barnes and Noble or Borders and like just peruse, like just walk through the aisles and look at the neat board games and gifts they have and magazines and all the random shit they have. Like, so tell you find some gems in there, man. Oh yeah, I prefer shopping in person to online. I like the deals that I get online, but I would rather go into a store and have it immediately. Yeah, yeah that, that's what kind of kills everything because of the fact you can get better deals online. It just it it kind of kills the social aspect of being a geek or a nerd because of the fact that you know you have to go by everybody's review, not what one person said uh, directly in front of you because of the fact that it's it's not there anymore. It kind of sucks. Oh, I rarely took the advice of the uh, the comic book shop owner. <laughs> yeah, uh, sometimes you get some really random advice. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; Mike was a good guy, but questionable questionable tastes in a lot of things. Technical mm-hmm. porn, say no more. Probably. As long as it's not spiky. So some you get to both like go in with uh, zombies. Yeah, I go yeah. with zombies. You can't go wrong with zombies. You know what? I, I need to mention this. Flux. How, do, how can I not have that there? 
Have you guys played Flux before? Mm-mm. Nope. Oh, man. How about Are You the Werewolf slash Mafia? Yeah, I played that. Okay. Those are classic. They actually have those available now as, like, fully illustrated card decks. But Flux is a game where the rules constantly change. So, basically, you have a, a stack of cards that are your goals, and those swap out depending on what cards p- players have in their hands that they play, because it's action cards. And then you have other cards that can help you meet the goals. You know, like, sometimes uh, you might have a round where the goal is to make a sugar cookie. So you might need a card that has a picture of sugar on it and a card that has a picture of a uh, cookie on it and then play it to win. And other times there'll be something crazy, like you have to have a shotgun and kill 50 zombies. Like, it's it's crazy, like, how much that game can evolve. And, then, and you can screw over the other player. Like, if they're about to finish the set and win and they get out of the game, you can change the rules on them and be like, boom, no, now I win. <laughs> so it's like Uno on crack. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much, yep. <clears throat> exactly what it's like. I still like me some magic to get him, and though. <laughs> you gotta keep throwing I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That magic is a good one. But my, my pick here... Uh, it's between Castle Panic and Pandemic. You guys haven't played either of these? Nope. Not even Catan? Nope. Nope. We gotta play Catan. They have a, they have a free version of it online now. Catan, if you like, uh, like, Monopoly style games where you have to, like, trade resources to build stuff, you'll love Catan, or, or Settlers of Catan, for the proper name. Uh, alright. It's between- I don't know why I'm thinking about mud games. That's, God, I'm going back now. Damn. I You're know. just going down memory lane, and it's going to keep going back to magic somehow. <laughs> it's a good game. All right, so Castle Panic is a tower defense game where all the players work together to keep the orcs and the uh, ogres and the giants from reaching the center where the castle's at. Um, and you can build fortifications and use spells and all kinds of cool stuff. It's, it's really neat. Uh have you guys played the Star Wars Battlefront game, the companion app on mobile? No. I heard it was... I, I just heard that game was bad. That's why I never touched it. Yeah. Especially after hearing that there was no reticles, so... I don't know why people say oh. it's bad. It's, uh, side, side note, as far as uh, companion apps, they already have the uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands uh, companion app out. Well, check out the companion app for Star Wars Battlefront, because it has a standalone game in there. And, it, and then you'll understand when I when I'm talking about when I say Castle Panic. That's kind of that's kind of most companion apps nowadays, though. Like uh, Dying Light had one, and uh, even Metal Gear Solid they had one too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, the, the division was supposed to have one, and, and yeah, they screwed that up. Yeah, but. Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> but Castle Panic, I definitely recommend. Um, a pandemic. Have you guys played, uh, what's the game of that game? Uh, the virus game. Uh, uh, Plague. 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 It's Plague. I think it's actually, uh, it, it's Plague Inc., I think, but it, it's on sale right now, I think, on, uh, PS4. Either that or it's free. Well, you know how Plague Inc., you have, your goal is to spread the virus? Yeah. Yep. Pandemic is the opposite. You have to stop the spread. And every player plays a different role. Like you could be the you could be the pilot that can use a helicopter to move players around the board easier, so they can stop the spread of the disease. You could be the scientist who could research cures faster. All kinds of stuff like that. And 
And it's neat because, like, the game is you play against the board, and sometimes if, uh, you know, there's an outbreak and it hits another outbreak, it'll, uh, it'll cause, like, a chain reaction. All of a sudden, you'll have a whole country or continent that's infected, and, yeah, that game gets crazy. So if you like playing Incorporated, Pandemic is something you got to try. Oh, and they have the Pandemic app now, as a matter of fact, and I think they have a free version of it that has multiplayer, now that I think about it. Or maybe it's a paid app. Hmm. It might be like a, it might be like a five dollar app. So if you guys do check it out, let me know. We can play that together. That's a really good game. I know Plague was an app too, and uh. Yep. And then they ported it over everywhere. Yeah. Good game though. Somebody was actually playing on YouTube and they created a, uh, <laughs> a Xenomorph Plague. Well, that's, yeah, that's cool. cool. Yeah. See, so, Pandemic doesn't get as involved, involved in the virus aspect of it. It's more about controlling it and like researching cures and all that stuff. You'll see, but if you like playing corporate, I think pandemic you'll, you'll enjoy as well. But I'm going to give it to Castle Panic because even though pandemic is awesome, the, it does have a bit of setup time. It's harder for newer players to get into. And you know, it's one of those games where it's, it's not as bad as risk, but by the time you finally get the game going, you know, depending on how your how your friends are, you might have some flaky friends, and then the game won't be done, and you're frustrated because of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Castle Panic oh, is just pretty, like Risk. Yeah, yeah, exactly, just like Risk. Yeah, because Risk is great, but Jesus, I mean, you might need months to finish one session. Yeah, that's way too much of a commitment for most people. Yeah, sadly, and and it's a shame because I love, I really, really love Risk in all its iterations. I love the licensed versions of it too, even uh, Lord of the Rings Risk, but. Cool. One person kicks the table by accident and all the pieces fly all over the place. Oh, God. I want to throw out that Doom board game. <laughs> Dude, you know, I thought I was going to be in the Doom kick, but you actually are beating me. All right, Doom board game. There's a Doom board game? <laughs> yes, there is. There's if a there's Dark a Doom Souls. comic book, you better believe there's a Doom board game. There's a Dark Souls uh, board game, too. Fair all right. Be Monopoly. Now, here's the best newish family game. It could be digital or tabletop. Uh, and when we say newish, it could be something that has like a recent iteration of it. You know, I mean, within, within three to five years release, something like that. A very liberal, uh, guideline here. So we have Zombie Dice, Catan Jr., Get Bit, the Pokemon. <laughs> oh god. I guess we can say specifically Pokemon's Pokemon the only Go. One I have. What's that? Pokemon's the only one I have experience with. Yeah, and it does get people out of the house. Yeah. Yeah, can't, I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with Catan Jr. because uh I was able to get one of the youngest. At the time, he was only three years old and no kind of attention span. And he was really into this game. Like He actually focused, even though it wasn't a video game. And he loved the whole aspect of trading cards with each other to get different resources and it started to click with him like oh if i have you know a parrot and two gold nuggets i could build a, a road or i could do this you know and it started it started figuring it out it was really neat to see someone so young figuring out the mechanics of the game you know um because i think the minimum age limit was supposed to be four and he was just under it and uh he picked it up he picked up on it. It was just cool and then the cards are really like thick and tangible and they have a nice little kind of like t- nice feel to them. Little things like that I think make a big difference, especially in a family game where you're trying to get everybody into it. And as an adult, it's still fun because, you know, 
you have to be shrewd and make deals and try to survive. Like it's still a challenge there for everybody. <laughs> so <laughs> I really uh recommend Katan Jr. If you have kids, ideally between age range uh I would say four through teens, it's perfect. It it it, it, it runs the full gamut. It's a good game. Yeah, except for that, they'll be a little older and can just play the real version of the game. That's true. Like, you know, if, you, if it's an excuse to get everybody together in a family, you know, Catan Jr. is like the least common denominator. Because Catan might be too hard for the youngins. <laughs> it's a lot more complex. Well, I like, another thing I like about Catan is that even though it's very similar to Monopoly, it doesn't result, it's less evolved in some aspects and it's less setup involved, right? And it's less of the freaking asshole shit like, oh, I'm going to give you boardwalk and uh, all of my properties for a dollar just so I can be a dick to everybody else. Like, you don't really see that kind of stuff happen usually. Like, I can't no, one, no one I've ever played against has pulled that. The Monopoly? No. Everyone's out to win. Everyone's cutthroat. Oh, I've never so. had someone just be like, nah, I'm going to just pull all my resources over here to screw that person. It's like, no, I want to win. You have good friends. Everyone. Man. Wait, but you should, you know, you tell me you never had a friend that is, they pretty much know that they're gonna lose because they're like, oh, I'm in the middle of a whole bunch of hotels and my next role I'm gonna, I'm gonna go bankrupt so I might as well get rid of all my shit now. No, they try to find a way out of it. Uh, you have some good friends. They'll wheel and deal. I don't know, yeah. like, what about if you're in a situation where all you have is like a railroad and 200 bucks? <laughs> then you accept your fate. But it must have make the best railroad you ever got. Out of gingerbread, that's all I know. I got really railroad. I'm gonna win this game. Yay! <laughs> oh man. I mean, even if no, you have I would abuse. Both of the utilities. I would abuse children. Oh, <laughs> make bad you definitely. Them. Yeah, you have to. I think that's a requirement in the game. <laughs> if a child's playing, you have to try to uh, Lord. try to calm them in some way. <laughs> that's right. Give me the graham crackers, and I'll give you. I'll give you this graham cracker, and you can have this. Okay. Yeah, you just some yeah. back room dealings. Like, yeah, I'll give you yeah. two grab, grab crackers for your board walk in and park place. You don't really want those anyway. Blue's bad. There's only two of them. That's why it's bad. The good ones have three. Or they're purple. See that, those two purple there? The Mediterranean, the Baltic? That's the what you want. That's what you want. <laughs> oh, I'm not joking. I will, I will be a slumlord. I will take both of those, put hotels on them quick. Yeah. Cause it's, it's sustainable. You can build those up immediately. Yep. Yep. Everybody Slum goes for Lord. the for the, like the the top, like the yellow, green, blue, and the uh, pink. Right, those are the most expensive ones. But <laughs> yeah, bless you. I'm gonna die here. But the cheapies are the best ones because they're easy to develop, and people for some reason people tend to land on them more. <laughs> oh yeah, and early on they don't really care or notice because they're like, oh, I just got paid. I'm fine. Yep. So you're, you're winning. And all of a sudden, it's like big oh. bites. Yep. You sneak up on them, yeah. All sounds like, oh, I'm uh, now paying you $600 to land in the slums? Ooh. Yeah, they notice it less because they're not spending like a thousand or two thousand dollars. It's like, oh, okay, whatever, it's a few hundred. At the Ritz Carlton on Martin Luther King Boulevard or Malcolm X Boulevard. <laughs> well, speaking of which, did you hear uh, War Child about there was like some uh, cop in my area on Laney Walker Boulevard, which is basically our, our Martin Luther King Boulevard? And he he went in some building and inhaled some chemical and got sent to the hospital. Like, it was some bad shit. Like, damn. Zombie apocalypse? Zombie uh, apocalypse? I know, right? Was it a meth factory? 
if it was a meth lab, then yeah, I could see why he'd have to run to the hospital. Yeah, sounds like it could have been. I mean, well, I don't know. I, I I need to follow up on it. But when I read the initial report on it, it was so obscure. It was like he went to a where uh, a building on the corner of Laney Walker and blah, and inhaled the chemical that caused him to bleed. But I didn't say what. Like what kind of building? Like a meth lab, a warehouse? What's going on here? What kind of some black what kind of bleeding are we talking about here? <laughs> was it was it dark blood? Was it blood just pouring out of his eyes? Yeah, no, right. <laughs> Dude, I was like, yo, zombie apocalypse, get ready. <laughs> then that asteroid's gonna hit, then they're talking about, and then that's gonna, like, cause it to, like, propagate in the atmosphere. Dude, it's all gonna come together. What's this about an asteroid? What? <laughs> Something. He's losing his mind now. I think the NyQuil's starting to kick in. <laughs> I'm definitely loopy. I swear, Degrassi said it. He, did, he can't lie. He said, we're loopy. I'm lost. <laughs> I'm lost. He's like, he's gonna get it. What? What? I'm not crazy. Tell the little green man to stop touching me in the butt. What? What? <laughs> no, no, I'm okay, guys. Alright, next category. <laughs> Everybody's like, slowly walking away. I'm not even here. Alright, this is an easy one. Best classic family game. These are the ones we grow, grew up with, you know, and games have went around forever. So we got Monopoly. Yahtzee, Dominoes, Guess Who? <laughs> Guess Who? It's been around a while. Battleship, Uno, Stratego. Ooh, I'm surprised we didn't put Bingo. That counts. Do you guys That's do a lot really of Bingo? Family game. No. No, we don't do Bingo. It's Dude. like when you're older and you're about to retire or something. See, yeah, my family must be weird because in our family reunions, like, people of every age get together and we do... Like, when the little kids are in, we do, like, penny games. But then when the grown folks in, it's, like, a quarter and up. And we play, like, corners, so head. Degenerate and, gamblers. Got it. Yep, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, we have a huge family, so, like, you get, you know, 20, 30 heads there. And those quarters are adding up. <laughs> Damn. I just realized I had a fucked up childhood. <laughs> Nobody judges you. See, it's okay. Little kids smoking cigarettes. Like, yeah, put me down for t- for a dollar. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, see, <laughs> tables being thrown like bingo, motherfucker. Flip My a brother. table. That's like a Jamaican dominoes game or something. Go ahead. It oh. starts off uh, all friendly and everything, but when those bones start getting slammed on a table, dude, test when it gets real. Puerto Rican. I still have no idea how to play dominoes the right way. Dude. Oh, that's fun. It's yeah, I love Domino's. And the right way depends on who you ask because the like the American way that I found is spinner with you know the fives, multiples of fives, that's how you score. But Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, pretty much anybody from the Caribbean, everybody else other than crazy white folk, we play way different. We score different. Yeah, I think I think Mexican Domino's was like what, twenty four? I'm like, what? <laughs> How am I gonna get a <laughs> multiple of five out of this? Yeah, and, uh, the way we play it is just whoever gets to exit the game first wins, and then you just count the pips. That's it. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So like, if you if you are able to force the game to end, like by making it so no one else can take a turn, and you and you know you still have dominoes left, but you have the 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 smallest hand, then you would take everybody's dominoes and count out all the pips. But then. 
we, then sometimes we play with bonuses, like there's, there's bonuses for the first few rounds. There's bonuses if you end with both, if you, if you lock the, end the, the, the round with like both ends matching this, like having the same number. If you end with a double zero, that's, uh, uh, copy coup and yeah, we got all those kind of crazy rules. Like you get a hundred points there, two hundred points there, it gets nuts. But yeah, that's how we do it, yo. I don't even think you're speaking English at this point. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out too. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, okay. <laughs> we'll play. Dominoes. Take your word for it. We'll play. Dominoes. Someone listening to this podcast now understands. <laughs> One person gets it. <laughs> Actually, Kapiku is when the numbers match on both ends. I forgot. Oh, when it's a blank, it's chuchaso. That's what they call it. Chuchaso. We've had a while since I played with my family. I, don't know. I like chorizo. Chorizo is pretty good. Oh, chorizo is delicious. Yeah. But, uh, so, so, so what? <laughs> what are you guys thinking for your best classic family game? Chorizo. All right. So I'm gonna put you down for guess who or child. <laughs> I'm going with the, uh, guess who. Right. Well, I can't even believe her. Did that come out in 2016? No, I said the classic family game. It's still, they're still releasing new versions of it. They're still putting it out there. Mass Effect, guess who? <laughs> that's gonna be a thing. How about you, Shepard Rex? Yeah, Monopoly's pretty dope. That's that's always the go-to. That's been around forever. Yeah, you you play that even over Uno. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm with you. Go Monopoly over most things, just because Monopoly is, like I said, it's entertaining to crush someone completely. Yeah. You know, I, I, the easy choice might be dominoes here, and I can play dominoes anytime. I love dominoes. There's so many ways to play dominoes. But I'm gonna throw a little curveball. I'm gonna say Yahtzee, just because uh, that's another thing I have really fond memories. You know, family reunions playing Yahtzee, and they got that rainbow Yahtzee where now you can bet on colors too, and that's a whole other layer. That sounds like Donald Trump Yahtzee. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that, that's my choice right there. So next one, uh, getting back to the video games, best expansion or DLC? We have The Division, Survival, Operation Red Crow for Rainbow Six Siege, Operation Skull Rain, same game, Operation Dust Line, same game, Killer Instinct Season 3, uh, Dungeon of the Endless had, uh, the Deep Freeze DLC, which I believe came out last year. At least I played the shit out of it last year. And of course, a game that people are still talking about today, Witcher 3 and uh, the Blood and Wine expansion, which I still have to get to that game. I hear so many good things about it. So, guys, uh... Dark Souls. Oh, Dark Souls. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was the expansion that you played for Dark Souls 3? Something about uh, a king, I believe. It's called... No, it's not. It's, uh... Ashes of... Ashes of Arendelle? Mm, I think it was Ashes of Arendelle. That might be the next one. But the DLC for... Could go with Bloodborne as well. That was December of 2015, so that's kind of on the cutoff line. But both of those, because it's more Dark Souls, and more is better than less. <laughs> alright, alright. You know, I don't mention to the Elder Scrolls Online, when they came out with the Rothgar expansion, that was pretty dope. That's a huge No one's world. playing Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, see, that's to the 300 plus members I have in my guild that keep harassing me to play the game. Well, There's I the only might, 300 people playing. Because of uh, the Vardenfell expansion uh, with uh, Marwin coming back. Just saying. Yeah, Marwin's going to definitely have the, uh, bring about a big resurgence. But that game is always active. I I really enjoy it. I, I just had to make a decision not to play it. 
because it was just sucking my life away. I gotta, I gotta find a way to discipline myself and be able to play it a little bit here and there and get stuff done, but not like be feel like it's a job because it's like it just sucks you in. It's like, oh, I gotta grind this and I gotta do this and uh, it never ends. It's an endless loop, man, and most dangerous. All right, my choice here is between the Division Survival and. I really liked Operation Red Crow on Rainbow Six Siege because they brought the Japanese operators, and I really like what they brought to the table. Uh, but I'm gonna give it to the Division Survival just because that changes the gameplay so much that I, I don't know. I I I always have stuff to do in the Division, but this definitely is breathing some new life into the game. And now they're coming out with the Last Stand expansion, which seems to be a whole new thing too. So, definitely heading in the right direction with the, the DLC, the expansions for the division. Watch out, uh, did you make a, did you make a pick? I'd probably have to give it to, uh, that was that Destiny expansion that came out. Rise oh, of Doom Iron. doesn't have any DLC? Actually, Doom's had a multiplayer DLC, which is actually pretty good. Um, but, you know, like I said, Destiny's my staple game. I probably gotta, I gotta stick with that and I'll go with Rise of Iron. Alright. Alright, best. Awesome. <laughs> Now we're going to get to some characters in games. First up, best female lead. Uh, we got Vic Chu from Dead Rising 4, Tracer from Overwatch, Widowmaker from Overwatch, Neith from Smite, Aphrodite from Smite, um, <laughs> Max from Life is Strange, <laughs> or Chloe. We'll throw you guys a bone. Um, Kate from Gears of War 4, uh, Ash from Siege, and Nova from Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> you got a nice little variety here. And, uh, mind you, a lot of us be like, well, they're gonna think, what well, lead, a female lead, it's gotta be a good story. And not necessarily, uh, it's a character that's, that's memorable, that people talk about, maybe there's a lot of fan art about. Something about it makes that character just stick out. It's always Laura Croft. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that did come out in 2016 on PS4 and, and PC. Definitive mm-hmm. collection. That was probably the best Tomb Raider that's there's ever been. Yeah, better than better than fucking Tomb Raider three on the PS1. Yeah, that is true. I still that love the true. first one as janky as it was. <laughs> Tank controls and all. Because the no. first one just threw that curveball like. It was a very grounded story, and it was still pretty grounded, even after you ran into the T-Blex, and all of a sudden, motherfucking aliens, like, what? Yes. How did this happen? Yeah, that was so random. Yeah. But it was, it, there really was such a good game back then. There was nothing else really like it. Not that I remember, but then again, I was 10. Yeah, and it, just the way, that game, for most of it, it would be so quiet, and you just felt so lonely, right? And then all of a sudden, you, when yeah. you ran into enemies or you ran into a, a, another, like an NPC, it just rocked your world, right? It was so significant every time you had any kind of encounter. And other than that, it was just you against this lonely environment, barely putting together clues and figuring out what's really going on as you go along, just trying to survive. Like, it was ahead of its time, man, the way it, it told that story. It, it, I, dare I say, it, it was the Dark Souls of its time. Very uh, unforgiving, you know, leaving you little morsels of story here and there. But Tomb Raider? Go yeah. back and play it. He's he's onto something. Yeah, dude. Yeah. 
I mean, look, I'd say it was more the Dark Souls of his time because of the dang tank controls. That's just me. Yeah, that clunkiness, definitely. Say, <laughs> like, oh no, an alligator is coming after me at a slow speed. And then you take forever to turn around, but by the time you turn around, the alligator kills you. I yeah, mean, that was most games at the time. Yeah, exactly. Like, going back to it now is brutal. And yeah, maybe perhaps at the time you realized that there had to be a better way, but that was the standard at the time, you know? Spyro wouldn't like that. Spyro always turned around. <laughs> I think awesome. Spyro was well after the first Tomb Raider. Yeah. But still, they made more Tomb Raiders after Spyro, and they still had the tank controls. Just because after the first one, people liked it, so they kept it. Tank controls. Tank yeah. controls, garbage. Resident Evil 1, trash. I mean, yeah. Resident Keep Evil... Going. Let's face it, Resident Evil would not have been as tense as it was if it wasn't for the tank controls, because most of the time it was just fighting with the controls. Like, I'm running away yeah. from this really slow turtle demon creature that's trying to lick my butthole. <laughs> but I have to slowly turn around and then start to run. Oh, but I'm shuffling and stuttering, stutter-stepping before I run for something. Oh, I ran into the wall. I gotta turn around and now run further. Like, and then you get a shitty camera, and you're running, and then you run into a chair, and you're stuck in between a chair and a table somehow. And, oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. I'm getting some flashbacks. <laughs> it was a... You go back and you play the old games, and you're like, wow, how did this ever catch on? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But like, play Final Fantasy One. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I've actually gone back to the original Final Fantasy. I still say that's one of my favorites of all time. But that's a hard game, especially that last gauntlet you go through, where the freaky dragon can take out your whole party with one attack. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't exactly the best game. And so you you go back and you play all those old games. You're like, wow, how did Legend of Zelda is the other one? You're like. How did people even figure this shit out? <laughs> yeah. That game did not hold your hand at all. And, well, once in a while, the guy would give you very kind of vague clues, like, oh, there's a drop, and it shines. That is the hope of the world. What? What the fuck? Something about a waterfall. <laughs> what? It's like, drop, waterfall, okay, I guess. It's something shiny, but Jesus Christ. The, oh, the All two right. louvers, the two lovers united uh, across the world. Like what? No idea what this guy's talking about. <laughs> so, like, I I remember I figured I figured out where Ganon's lair was just because I knew there was a clue about two things, and I just looked for everything that was two together, and they stood stood out, and I just started dropping bombs and throwing candles and. Kicking it and pushing it everywhere I could until I finally found it. Dude, that yeah. was, it was terrible. <laughs> I never beat the game uh, as a child because I couldn't find level two. Oh, mm. God. Found all the water rest of them. Was that the water temple? No, that's the one that uh, it was right it's in the middle of a field. It's where you get the second boomerang. It's real easy to find, but it's also really easy to miss. Okay. Like it's on this little side path that you swear you've walked through. I think I remember what talking about. It's, it's close to where the birdie bush was at. Where you gotta burn up one bush and it takes you to the little ogre. It's like, it's a secret to everyone. Like, what is? Are you doing some gay shit, dude? Is that your finger in my butt again? Dude, what did I tell you about that? What? <laughs> yeah, don't question that ogre. He gave you money. Dude, <laughs> you dude owe was, him. That dude was a total creeper because he's like, it's a secret to everyone. All of a sudden you have extra money. You're like, the fuck just happened? 
Because <laughs> for a little Either while, like, money. dude, like the screen's dark briefly. Like, what was happening there? <laughs> and the world was never saved. Go back. I'm telling you, I can't make up this shit. <laughs> ah, but, uh, alright, so back to, <laughs> back to fe- best female lead. What, what are you looking at, War Child? I got lost after the whole button finger thing. Uh-huh. Tomb Raider. So on that, I guess we'll go Widowmaker from Overwatch for the button the finger thing. Cause you is love that, that booty. The, got it. Is Dude, that I, the topic? What's the topic again? I don't know. I'm so lost. Best oh, female cool. lead. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> you know, I was gonna say Neath from Smite, cause she has the best costumes in the game, and she's also, it so happens she's one of the best characters in the game. But you know what, you said Widowmaker? I'm gonna go with that too. Especially cause the freaking, uh, the head tie they have out there. Like, she really oh, good movie. It's great. She's the best lead, for sure. <laughs> I see. No, no love for the classics. Got it. <laughs> Widowmaker's not even a lead character. She's leading with that booty. She, Come on. She, Winston's the lead character of that game. She's considered a lead because when you think Overwatch, there's like a handful of characters you, that come to mind. Tracer, Widowmaker, right? Winston, Wilson, Soldier Winston, 76. Winston, Soldier 76, yeah. Nobody thinks of him. He's old man. It's okay. Old man 76. Uh, I think he's considered one. Uh, yeah, he's pretty generic. I don't know. I'm trying to think of all the promo materials. You definitely see a lot of Widowmaker and Tracer. I mean, Jesus, Tracer's everywhere. It's all Tracer. And Winston does the opening video, so he's definitely a mascot for the game. Because he's a gorilla scientist. Hell yeah. If he was blue, he might remind me of some other character from a favorite property. Huh? It, it, it does seem kind of familiar. This, yeah, this almost is... lawsuit level. Yeah, <laughs> almost. Blizzard, I love that. YouTube Blizzard would consider it. <laughs> Great thing. YouTube, YouTube would, 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 would uh, flag it, but it's Blizzard, so that they get a pass. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Blizzard's good about treading that very thin line. Alright, best male lead. Great, we babe. We have, uh, Winston from Overwatch. Oh, why did I write? I wrote Wilson. Wow, I'm retarded. Junkrat. <laughs> Cause everybody seems to play him. Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War 4. Frank West, uh, Dead Rising 4. Zeus from Spite. Thor from Spite. Thermite is Siege. And Raynor in Heroes of the Storm. Raynor. <laughs> nice. Although Frank West is cool. And we should say Raynor. I like me some Frank West. Starcraft 2. Uh, from, and... uh, Dead Rising. The very first lead character that was a photographer that uncovered the whole thing. Yep. Yep. Well, he, in, in Dead and Rising 4, they made him. Comes back in 4. Yeah, they made him a lot more of a dick in this one. <laughs> He's a real ass. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the kind of cliche answer. I do like Frank West. I'm gonna go with Marcus Phoenix just because, uh, He's an older Marcus Phoenix. He's a curmudgeon guy, and I can relate to that, except I'm not as buff as him. But, you know, that's how I want to smack my kids up. And that's what I think there's only one person in the world that's that buff, and it was some random old guy one of my coworkers saw in Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I'd be scared to be, like, that buff. You see how, how like, slow they walk? <laughs> so you don't even need a car. You can just ro- roadie run everywhere. You'd be tripping and stuff. I've been... And everything. I've been frequenting the gym, so I see plenty of giant freaks. <laughs> plenty scary. of them. It's scary. That look like Marcus Phoenix? Because, I mean, yeah. that's, that's... There's some big-ass dudes. That's pretty deep. <laughs> All right, here, this is a fun category, and we'll probably stop he, it here. He gets stuck underneath the uh, bench press. Revive me! 
Are you guys ready? You guys ready? Yeah. Listening. Yeah. Best non-human or undead character. <laughs> Human or undead. Just really reaching there, Yogi. Yeah. It's, you know, we're having fun with this. So we have BT from T- T- uh, Titanfall 2. Winston, because even though he's male, he's not human as well, so it counts. Uh, Fedrier is Smite. Izanami is Smite. Zagara and Heroes of Storm, Diablo and Heroes of Storm, and just for shits and giggles, Alexis slash Siri slash Cortana. <laughs> Lord. You guys don't have to pick any of these. You can pick another one. Hmm. I don't know. Diablo in uh, Heroes of the Storm. Alright. Yes, I said Diablo. I don't know. I like Junkrat, or not Junkrat, uh, Grey Rat in Dark Souls. He was undead. He had the saddest story. Ah, that made me want the Dark Souls three. Go get Dark Souls three. <laughs> Go get it. I still gotta finish uh, two, and yes, I'm actually working on one. <laughs> you don't need to finish two to get to three. I know, but I feel like oh, if I'm not fit, if I'm not putting a dent in two, then why am I gonna start a new game? <laughs> Sorry, look at it. Three's here's the thing. Three is the easiest, surprisingly thing. easy. Yeah. They hear. just rain. They rain uh, bonfires on you like you wouldn't believe. I like that one area you were in. That I really enjoyed that that one stream you were doing when you were fighting against those guys that had the candles. That's oh, in the uh, yeah. Guys, like, what? Why the fuck is your life like slowly ticking down? And it, and you're like, oh yeah, if those candle guys stay close to me to me too long, and then your life goes out. Like that's creepy as fuck. I don't know Prison. why, but yeah, that fucked with my head. Like, ooh, I don't like that. Like, get out of my space. It's, it's almost like a tune berry <laughs> off of Final Fantasy. Dude, it is. yeah, they'll bury you down to one HP <laughs> quickly. <laughs> and they don't look like very friendly visitors either. They look kind of creepy. They, they kind of yeah, they're not. They're not the most pleasant of enemies. Yeah, they're definitely not. Have you seen the? Is it the the Conjuring where they have the Crooked Man? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, you talking about the one where? Oh God, it was the one that came after the, the lipstick demon. No, I know what you're talking about though. No, uh, the Crooked Man is like this, like uh, supposed to be like this British like lullaby, but it's creep, kind of creepy, and it's about a Crooked Man that does a crooked walk. Well, in the Conjuring, the, 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 the creature actually comes to life, and he's like this demon with like a top hat, but he looks all fucked up, like he's got like a fucked up face, and he's all like discombobulated. It's just, it's just, uh, I don't know, something about it just fucks with me. Like, let's sit right. That's what I, that's what I think of when I saw those little candle guys. Mm. Anywho, crazy. Yeah, play me some more Dark Souls. <sighs> I'm gonna go with BT because I really like. uh the banter from your robot companion inside of Fall Two, it uh made the it made the campaign that much more enjoyable. Surprisingly, and I usually don't finish single player thing. I think I'm gonna break down again. Neo, you guys keep talking about Dark Souls, and I keep seeing gameplay footage of it. Neo is more Ninja Gaiden than it is Dark Souls. It kind of reminds me of Onimusha. Ooh, mixed with Dark Souls and uh, aspects of Ninja Gaiden. There are no iframes. Hmm. So, you so know, you're not going to be fucking rolling around like full-on Dark Souls status here, but... Yeah. And ironically enough, Onimusha had tank controls, and I like that game. <laughs> Figure that out. Fucking tank controls. Mm-mm-mm. See, you talking about all these old games, 
next week we'll talk about uh games that we that we wish were revisited somehow. So this should be an interesting conversation. But that is all for tonight, folks. Before we uh close it out, uh let's see how we can get, connect with each other. Beard, where can people find you when you're not podcasting with us? You can find me Monday nights over on my Twitch channel, Beard underscore and underscore hat. Or you can find me on Twitter, Beard and Hat. And that's about it. If you're in central Connecticut, I'll go and drink coffee with you. Maybe. <laughs> nice. War Child. So. By you. Uh, pretty much everything is War Child Games, especially WarChildGames.com. I'm on Twitter. I am on Facebook. I am also on Twitch. But I've got two Twitches now. I'm probably going to be in the process of trying to uh, convert, convert them into one. So, but yeah, everything is War Child Games. Also, uh, SoundCloud underneath the uh, Warbound Radio. Oh, word. Yeah, we got to add your show to the feed, to the mixed feed, so you'll show up on, on our listing. Um, also, don't forget to put a link to your new channel. You can always redirect people from your old channel to your new one, you know? We've been yeah. over here, you know? Uh, especially people that listen to the past episodes. Pardon our mess. Yeah, exactly. Man, yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> All right, and I'm Yogi Zilla everywhere. Uh, you probably won't find me anywhere next couple of days uh, until I'm trying to recover, get caught up on work. But uh, eventually, we'll get back to doing our gaming nights right here on the Geeky Antics uh, Twitch channel. And uh, we'll do more Xbox events. And uh, yes, Retro Friday. It will be a thing again. Uh, so if you want to keep me company out there, help uh, carry that torch, let me know. I'm at YogiZilla on Twitter, and I'm YogiZilla pretty much everywhere. And also, uh, Twitter. This is Twitter? Yes, Twitter. Twitter's good. And also Twitter. Xbox Live. Xbox Live is good, too. Yeah. It's Steam. And, uh, yeah. But, folks, this has been Horseplay Live. I'm sorry. I keep, uh, I can hear, I, I got the monitor on, and I can hear myself breathing. I'm trying to, like, to not do it, but I'm so congested. So, yes, I am Darth Vader for the week. Over there. You got a taze on, in the middle. <laughs> Chocolate Ray. Oh, wait. Copyright. Taze, taze. Is he still making new songs? Possibly. Yes. yes. He streams on Twitch, too. Oh, cool. Yeah, I thought I saw him on Twitch, but uh, it's like he fell off for a little bit. I got to take him out. It didn't stop being off funny that he was there. Yeah, took a break. yeah. He took a break. What a great voice, though. Great voice, though. You gotta give him that. That's a that's that's a Rick Astley voice where you hear the voice like that's a wonderful voice. Then you see the person like not what I was expecting. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. We'll go with that. I thought you were going more with that echo. echo. Oh, uh, now well, this is. We're leaving anyway, so see you next week, folks. Bye. Bye, everybody. Take it easy. Remember, the rush is loud, so ride the lightning. (laughs) I really can't stay. But baby, it's cold outside. Got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been. I'm hoping that you drop so in. Very nice. Uh, hold your hands there, just like I. My mother will start to worry. Beautiful, what's your hurry? And father will be pacing the floor. Listen to that fireplace roll. So really, I'd better. 
Beautiful, please don't hurry. Maybe just a half a drink more. Put some records on while I pour. The neighbors might think. Baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this drink? No cabs to be had out there. I wish I knew how. Rising like starlight now. I'll take your hat, your hair looks well. I ought to say no, no, Mind no, sir. Mind if I move in closer? At least I'm gonna say that I tried. What's the sense of hurting my pride? I really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out. Ah, but it's cold outside. Simply must go. Baby, it's cold outside. The answer is Baby, no. it's cold outside. This welcome has been lucky that you so in. nice and warm. Look out the window at that storm. My sister will be suspicious. Gosh, your lips look delicious. My brother will be there. The door. Waves upon tropical shore. My maiden aunt's mind is vicious. Oh, your lips look delicious. Well, maybe just a cigarette more. Never such a blizzard before. I've got to get home. Baby, you freeze out there. Say, lend me your coat. It's up to your knees out there. You've really been great. I'll thrill when you touch my hair. How can you do this thing to me? There's bound to be talk tomorrow. Think of my lifelong sorrow. At least there will be plenty implied. If you caught pneumonia and I, I really can't stay. Get rid of that holdout. How about it's cold outside? Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.